How are we doing tonight? You got one big old clap left for God? I need my phone. I got to watch my scores tonight. Just kidding. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. No, no, no. There's no good game on I can't confess I haven't been tempted to do this. Is, I'm going to do something with this. Such a privilege to be here. Um, Brent and Cynthia, Jim and Angie, among my dearest friends in the world. And I'll tell you, we've, we've started with a school of prophecy last night. So appreciate Pastor Brett and his team hosting this conference, Pastor Jim. I mean, and then they decided to feed us like prophets. I mean, we ate, I ate chocolate-covered grasshoppers last night. Squiggly worms. I don't, we had it all. I mean, it was a feast. John the Baptist would have cried to be here last night, so we're really blessed by that. Personally, I lost myself in brownies. I felt like I need to eat something more traditional. But anyway, you've been in a series on knowing God. How many of you know you? it's hard to get to know someone if you can't talk to them? It's just a fact. Now, the Bible is the inspired word of the Holy Spirit. It is a series of Letters inspired by the Spirit of God to you. And as much as I love reading the Bible, it is the accurate source of revelation infallible. I don't just love reading the biography and the story of someone. I sure love talking to them. And so Pastor Jim asked me to explore the subject of growing in your ability to talk with God. So I want to help you do that. Holy Spirit, we're asking you now to come in these minutes before we get prophesied over. And Lord, as much as we appreciate prophecy, there, Lord, is no substitute for you to speak to us by your word or by your spirit. I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. John 10, 4 and 5 says, when he brought out his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. It says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. They know it. Part of your birthright, part of the promise, part of your inheritance is that you can know God. You can hear him. You can talk with him. It doesn't say prophets will know my voice, apostles will know my voice, advances my sheep. And one of the reasons The Bible says that people, the Bible says they won't follow a stranger. They'll run away. They don't recognize a voice. One of the reasons so many Christians run out of the will of God is not simply rebellion. It's because God honestly is a stranger to them. They can't recognize his voice. They don't know what it sounds like. Now, I want to, now I want to use basically this, this iPhone to talk about how to hear God. Now, Unless you have a Samsung 7, you can use that also. But if you turn that on, you might blow us up. So please don't. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. If you're sa- How many of you feel Samsung 7, you got a lot of grief on those airlines. Don't turn it on. You might burn us off. We're going to confiscate it and shoot you. No, no, I'm kidding. So basically, how many of you know these phones were designed to communicate? So are you. You were designed, pull your phone out. One night in church, it's okay to play on your phone. Those of you who sneak, don't have to sneak tonight, pull it out. You were designed to hear from God. Now, as good as these phones are, how many of you know if you do not turn them on, they're worthless? Now, the moment you were born again, God turned the power on. So if your phone isn't on, just turn it on tonight. Just turn it on. 
Where's Steve Jobs when I need him? Gone on. Oh, well. That's how my spirit feels. And my phone won't even come on. There we go. Now, listen to me carefully. The moment you were born again by the Spirit of God, your human spirit was reconnected with Godhead through His Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Allowing God to communicate with you, speak with you, talk with you. If that wasn't enough, when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you have been, that experience that comes after salvation, all of a sudden you were baptized, immersed in God's Spirit, and that quickens your ability to hear God. Now, if you're designed to hear God, why don't you hear Him? Now, unlike what Verizon promises me, God's cell signal really is powerful anywhere in the earth. Verizon tells me I can hear perfectly all the time, but I have to wonder, I could be on the Syrian border with my son Peter with a better cell signal than on the freeway in the United States, you tell me. If you work for Verizon tonight, I forgive you, but turn your phone off, I'm not helping you, just kidding. Anyway, now, if we are designed to hear with God, what's the problem? How many of you ever have trouble hearing God? Raise your hand. Here's the problem, if God was to call you, what would it sound like? Like, how would you know your phone was ringing? Like, if God wanted to get a hold of you, and it wasn't Sunday, and he couldn't get a hold of you through Pastor Brett, what might you do? Well, you know, God talks to me, Pastor, about once a week I come, and God talks to me, Pastor, but that's great. What if God wants to talk to you on Monday? What's going to happen? How about Tuesday? Maybe Wednesday night he get a hold of you if you come to church? Maybe, but what, I mean, what's God to do? How's he ring? I want to start by telling you that when God wants to get a hold of you, his Holy Spirit is going to begin to tug on you. How many of you ever felt God raise your hand? Okay. We can't prove empirically that we have. We just know it. He touches our spirit. Maybe we're showered in neurotransmitters as we feel his love. And many times when God wants to get a hold of you, you'll just feel his presence. How many of you just felt God's presence outside of church? Maybe you're in your car, maybe you're at home, and all of a sudden you just feel a lot of God. You think, oh, there's God. Well, there he is, but he's not just letting you feel him. There's a reason. He's ringing your phone and he wants to talk with you. How many of you have just ever been in a situation and all of a sudden the name of someone you love just gets heavy on your heart and your burden, raise your hand. There's something he wants to tell you about that person. So typically, in the most elementary way, when God wants to get your attention, when God wants to get a hold of you, it's like having your old phone on vibrate, you just feel his spirit vibrating on you. You may feel a burden. You may feel a surge of his presence. You may just have this, 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 this sense of, God just wants to say something to me. Now, the problem is, all of you have felt things like that. This is the most elementary way God communicates with us. But unless you know how to answer that, you may never go beyond that. So, uh, one night I was, I can't remember where I was preaching. I was really tired. I think it was a Super Bowl Sunday night. I was in Midland. You know, I I wasn't going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't much like New England, but I got to say they had quite a comeback, so I watched and Maybe ate a few too many carb-loaded things there in our church in Midland. And I was going to go to bed. I was really tired. And all of a sudden, the burden of God just came on me. 
I felt, all the, I felt the presence of God come. And I knew that it was after midnight and I was tired. God had something to say. My phone was ringing. Now, let me tell you something. He goes, when's my phone going to ring? When it's real inconvenient. You may say, what's God's favorite time to talk to me? When you don't want to talk. He likes real early in the morning. He likes really late at night. He really likes when there's something else you want to do. You want to read something. You want to watch something. And he'll ring your phone. You may say, he'll always call me back. No, he won't. There are moments... I don't mean he won't call again, but you may not get that call again. I mean, God stood in front of Abraham's tent. Just a couple days, he'd already come and told him he was going to have that boy in game of date. But he wanted to see, I'm going to stand to see if Abraham will answer. Now that he's got what he wants, is he still going to want me? So that night in Midland, I felt God's presence come. I did not want to, but I fell on my knees. I opened my Bible. I said, Lord, what do you want? You remember when God came and talked to young Samuel? He was standing by his bed, probably speaking audibly because Samuel thought it was either. You think, if God just spoke to me audibly, I might get it. No, you might not. When God spoke audibly to his son, people thought it thundered. It's just not that simple. Little Samuel woke up, ran to Eli, and Eli was not the best mentor. He was blind naturally and almost spiritually. He goes, go back to bed, boy, tired. Finally, he goes, no, wait a minute, son. Wait a minute, second or third time. That might be God. Hard to say. I ain't heard him myself for years. But when, when you go back to, thank God you're in a church where people hear God. When you go back to bed, say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. Samuel says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. For his word had not been revealed to him. This doesn't mean Samuel didn't love God. He was holy. He just didn't know it. So God himself was at the foot of his bed, calling him audibly. So when you feel that presence, when you feel the burden of the Lord coming on you, in the car, you need to, you need to take a deep breath and say, Lord, what do you want? You say, well, what if, what if I can't understand him the first time? It does say in Job, Jim and I talk about this verse all the time, 33, 14, and 15. God speaks to humans now one way, then another. They just don't perceive it. People come to me all the time and say, my child can't hear God. Can you please help him? Here's the issue. The issue is not that God's not speaking to you. You don't perceive it. He rarely speaks audibly, and he's invisible. And he speaks in a language that you need to learn. Now, so when I answer the phone, I say, yes, Lord, what do you need? Like, how do we have a conversation? How many of you have ever been to another country trying to talk to someone? <laughs> I'm on the way to Japan, and Japan's one of those places where they tend to think, you're going to learn our language. We may not learn yours. The airport's like a mystery. It's like a mystery game show. You've been there, Pastor Brett, figuring out which way to go, which way to turn. If it wasn't for the sushi and all my Christian friends there, I might not want to go. It's just hard to get around. I go, hello. They go, they go they, I know they know English. Just waiting to see if I want to answer you or not. It's hard sometimes over there. We feel the same way with God. Hello? Hello up there, God. Now, when he calls us and we can't hear him, it's a little frustrating but when we call him and we can't hear him, it's even worse. Now, let me ask you a question. Why do many of you expect God to answer you so quick when you rarely answer him? Ever wonder about that? Oh, hey up there, why are you answering me? I just decided to treat you today like you treat me all the time. I ain't in a big hurry. I mean, I'll talk to you in a week. 
<laughs> well, Lord, I'm feeling more generous. I'm going up 2% to, 2 to 5%. Forget all that. So, you know, you, every time God treats you like you, he frustrates you. So he calls, but how's he sound? Like, if the Holy Spirit was going to communicate, what would he do? Well, he might illuminate scripture to you. When Jesus was talking to the disciples on the road to Emmaus, is when he began to talk about the Bible, our hearts burned. How many of you ever had a scripture just come to your heart and mind really strong? May I just encourage you, like, open your Bible and read it, not just let it sit there in, in, in mental space? Literally, God's given you that scripture for a reason. You need to open that Bible. When you get home, you better have a journal. God told me one time, he said, he said why should I give you gold if you're going to throw it away? Why should I give you the gold of revelation if you're not going to write it down somewhere? And that's when you get that scripture, you study it, you look at it, you think about it. God, what are you saying? You write it out. But there are other times God may not give you scripture, which is the most authoritative revelation. He may communicate to you through the language of the Holy Spirit. And when this is the case, it may be a vision, which I'm going to define for you in a moment, or it, he may just talk to you. Now, a vision is kind of a, is a scary word to some people. But the Bible's filled with visions. Paul had them. Peter had them. Joseph had them. Um, all kinds of people in the Bible had visions. Now, all a vision is, is when God uses the screen of your imagination to show you something. Pastor Jim was talking in the School of Prophecy, did an extraordinary job talking about the importance of a pure imagination so God can speak to you. So you don't imagine it, but God will drop a picture into your mind. You may answer the phone, God, what do you want? And see the picture of it ever happened to you? You see someone's face in your mind. Why would God do that? Because he's trying to get you to pray for them, to reach out to them. One of the first times I ever had a vision, I, I looked around and I was in the food line and I was a young guy and I got invited to elders meeting. I was hoping it was a promotion, but it wasn't. Anyway, I got invited to elders meeting and I thought I may never come back. I'm going to eat this food for sure. So I was in line and I looked back at one of the elders and there was a hammer hitting him in the head. Bong, bong, bong. I go, God, that's weird, I said. He can hit in the head with a hammer. I go, oh, who knows what's in this food? And so I went back to get, I went back to get on a second, third plate, and I looked back. That hammer was still beating him on the head. I thought, you know, maybe this is the Holy Spirit. I said, excuse me. I said, Fidel, how's your head feeling? He goes, it's pounding. I go, well, wait a minute. That was real. I laid hands on his head. Now, so God will show you things. But the primary way is he'll talk with you. Now, in the Bible, it describes this in 1 Kings 19, 12, God spoke in a whisper. It says in uh, Romans chapter 8 that the Holy Spirit testifies to your spirit. He communicates with you. He tells you over and over, you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my kid, I love you. Now, how does the Holy Spirit talk to us? Um, let me just demonstrate this for you. I want, when I count to three, I want everyone to say their name out loud. One, two, three. Okay, close your eyes. When I count to three, imagine your name in your head. One, two, three. Can you hear your name? 
Okay, good. When God speaks, you don't imagine it. He just speaks. His soft voice. And I love you. Care about you. Need you. If you ever wondered why God speaks in a whisper, it's to force us to concentrate. He don't yell. God speaks in such a way that it takes your focus. You have to focus. You have to slow down. You have to turn off your second spouse, your mobile phone. You have to, you have to, your significant other. You have to slow down, quiet down. You say, Pastor Jim, like, how do you know it's God's voice? Well, there's a lot of reasons. It's according to scripture. It won't torment you, won't drive you. But I know it's God's voice the same way I know Kathy's voice. I've been hearing it a long time now. And the more you hear it, the better you get. And when you slow down, when you quiet down on the inside and respond to the ring of God, you're going to hear him. I'm going to say one last thing. I'm going to pray over you because it'll be time to prophesy. The stronger the signal, how many of you know the better you'll hear him? I don't know much about cellular communications. You know, you don't want to have mountains blocking them. You don't want to be in a valley. You want to be close to a cell tower. But let me say, say two things about you. The closer you get to God and his people, the better you'll hear him. Because hearing God's not just a skill, it's a relationship. The more time you spend with him, the more time you fellowship with him, the more time you're in his presence, the better you'll hear him. Secondly, though, the more time you're with his people. You say, well, why do I want to be with God's people to hear God? Number one, people like Pastor Brett equip you to hear God. People like Pastor Jim equip you to hear God. But it's not just that. How many of you love corporate worship? The greatest spiritual cell signal in the world comes through corporate worship. Why? Because God inhabits the presence of his people. And when you're in corporate worship, you can experience a measure of God's presence that's different than the one you can experience on your own. How many of you know there's kind of poignant pauses in your worship? Raise your hand. You go, my gosh, we are singing fast. Now we're singing slow. Why is Tiffany so quiet up there? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Hmm, what are you supposed to be doing? Could it be you're supposed to like, Maybe see what God's saying. I know I mean that. It's it's why we do it. We're hoping God's talking to you and speaking to you and convicting you and working on you. And one of the greatest places to learn to hear God is right here on Wednesday night and any time on Sunday morning because the holy cell signal is so clear. It's easier to hear his voice. You see, what happens is you can begin to experience a measure of God that your relationship cannot produce yet but you can experience a relationship that others are producing. It's why Joshua went with Moses. The cloud came down. Joshua got the presence through Moses. But when Moses left, some of that old presence hung around. Now, do you get that? Let's raise your hands right now. Just raise your hands. Get real quiet and say, Jesus, I want to hear you more. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you. 
I appreciate prophecy, but I long to hear you. Now I'm going to pray for you. Holy Spirit, Jim, come up here now, please. Holy Spirit, I pray for these people. I pray you'd pull on them by your spirit. I pray your presence would draw close to them. I pray they'd hear your voice, see what you're doing, love your word. While Jim is coming up here, a number of you are hearing God's voice right now. How many are hearing God just wave at me? Wave, stick your hands and wave. All over the congregation, God's talking to people. All over the congregation, whispering his love to you, illuminating scripture to you, letting you feel that presence in your neurotransmitters are responding and you're being showered with love. This is the God we serve. Pastor Jim.